Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the ADR Podcast. Andrew here, and uh, guest hosting this week is our good friend, friend of the show, Amanda Ionetti. How are you? Hello. Good evening, Andrew, and the world out there. Yes, welcome back. We uh, Everyone enjoyed when you were here last time, uh, despite your salty sailor talk. Yo, the amount of death threats I got, kind of bullshit. <laughs> well, let's get some more. <laughs> sure. I'm down. Let's do this. As I've said before, we're not here to make friends. No new friends. <laughs> don't, new friends. don't need any new friends. I'm not good at it anyway. <laughs> wow. So, uh, yeah, what, what's, uh, what's going on in your life? Holy crap. Uh, the parts that I can talk about. Um, yo, our team actually pulled out a win this week? Question mark, question mark? Yeah, well. Uh, How? Very interesting scene. Red Bull Arena was uh, as full as it could be, besides 5,000 <laughs> seats tarped over. And it even um, fit Zlatan Zigo. Yeah, and uh, lots of Red Bull fans supporting Zlatan out there, <laughs> uh, which is disgusting. And, um, I mean... I'm really upset nobody has thrown their friends under the bus. I would love to know who those people are, just so I can go and um, roast them on social media. Yeah, well, it's kind of sad to see because it shows that I think some people support the Red Bulls and not just them specifically, but because it's their local club and they're more interested in a superstar international player <clears throat> coming to their stadium than I mean, they are with their team winning that game. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was wearing my Breezes Ultras t-shirt just so I wasn't wearing Red Bull colors, but dude... I know, I know you guys had some stuff going on, but when you see his abs in person, like, it looks like a statue. Like, there's no way that's real, right? Well, look, he's got nice abs, so does Finn Balor. Everybody knows that. But um, uh, my, my whole thing is, and, you know, I don't support this team just because they're my local team and it's convenient. You know, I support the team because... You know, obviously, I, I love them and I want them to do well. So I don't care who is on the other side. Like, look, I'm a, I'm also a Juventus supporter, but when Andrea Pirlo came here with, oh with, well, and, that's different. Because like Pirlo, like my mom who who knows barely anything about soccer, she knew who Andre Pirlo was, and she, when I told her, well, we can't like him anymore, she goes, well, that's bullshit because he was good when he was in Italy. I'm like, yeah but it's kind of weird. But, yeah, I'm glad that he doesn't play for NYCFC so he could be a fan of his retirement ass now. But, you yeah, know. And he, and he sucked while he was there, which... Yes, which whatever. made it that much easier. Yes. Yes. You know, it's the same thing I see at Prudential Center a lot. Like, for instance, when David Clarkson left several years ago to go to uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs and then, um, you know, well, he never played for the Columbus Blue Jackets, but... Uh, or or maybe he did. I, I forget how his career ended <laughs> I lost at track. this point. Yeah, but like people were wearing the first time the Leafs came back to Prudential Center with uh, uh, Clarkson. People, Devils fans that I know personally, were wearing, uh, you know, Toronto Maple Leafs Clarkson T-shirts, and like Jamie was his biggest fan. She wasn't even doing that. Like, so I have a question about that. Yeah, actually, I have something that's adjacent. Uh, you know, I'm, I've been a season ticket holder with the Devils since 1982. My family has had tickets all the way since the beginning. And as a thank you, they give us, every five years, they give us new jerseys. I have a jersey with Yarmir Yager on the back, and he only played for us for, what, 
how long? And then he bounced. I still wore that jersey. It's Yager. Yeah, you know, but it, Hall it's of Famer. Different. It's different though because Yager, as soon as he left the Devils and went to wherever he went to, um, <laughs> insert team here. Well, obviously, we didn't prep all of this before we started talking about it. That's but, fine. You know, We're when fine. he when he comes back with a different team, you're not rooting for him. You're still rooting for the Devils. That's my thing. Like. You know, gotcha. I Zlat- hear you. Zlatan Ibrahimovic never played for the Red Bulls, so um, it's Zlatan. I don't give a shit. So to have <laughs> to have him like get so much support from all of the fake Galaxy fans, and yeah, that was. But you know what? They did travel well. Let's give it up to the LA Galaxy guys because Lars and L- um, ACB they traveled like two fifty deep, and that wasn't just the New York people, like how we get with the Portland Timbers fans. Yeah. A lot of them came out from LA, and I'll give them that because it was a decent. They they actually showed up with more fans than some Philly and DC nights. Well, I mean, there's some interesting things happening as far as fan support goes in MLS, and mm-hmm. a lot of the older clubs are struggling. Houston, Columbus, the Red Bulls and Dallas but even you know some of the newer clubs like Orlando the, granted the team's not very good but but wow nobody's going to those games yeah like i don't want to say the a word cuz that's like a curse word around these parts but i'm glad to see we're not the only one struggling but at the same time we filled the building because Latan was playing on the our opponents stadium our opponent's team could you imagine if we actually had a multi-million dollar designated player level i made this this comparison you know talking about thierry Henry, and yeah attendance was a little better but i mean the building wasn't full on a nightly basis because he was here you know Mm -hmm. so i don't know but my problem it just goes it goes beyond just looking out and seeing oh attendance isn't that great you know I'm paying attention to away support, whether it's ours or whether it's other teams. I mean, there was there the last couple times the Philadelphia Union have, oh, Jesus. have come here. Yeah, they bring, here. yeah, they bring like what twenty fans with them. It's Why do you ask your buddy Bill? He'll tell you. And Bill moved to Texas, so he did. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Wait a minute. So the president of Sons of Ben like deuced out and went to Texas. Yeah. There, there's your uh, spy report for the week, kids. Yeah. So, but like just an hour drive on a Saturday or Sunday and the Philadelphia union fans can't be bothered to, to do it. So, you know, the DC fans have not been showing up to Red Bull arena and that's not a a rough drive. Uh, I mean, the only fan base that comes here in numbers is NYCFC because, you know, it's a local game for them too. And I remember when I first became a Viking army supporter, you know, this was back in 2011 or 2012. Yeah. My first trip was down to Philly, and we had, like, what, 10 buses? 12. 12, 12 buses. 12 buses. One of them being a private booked bus, but we still had 12 buses. Yes, that was the... Um, that was the golden ticket. What the hell were those jerks called? Oh, you mean the Passion Corner? <laughs> the Passion Corner. Who actually <laughs> knew about soccer and actually supported it in their own way, but they still knew what soccer was oh listen i say jerks in a very endearing way i know yes. most of those people and they're good people, they're all but... very good people yeah um but i mean 11 buses and one valet bus but still that's 12 fucking buses yeah 12 buses went down there and you don't see that anymore Mm-mm. but do you think it's because we 
we're starting well first off you have nycfc so you have the fairweather fans thought that was the new shiny thing they bounced and went over there okay but then beyond that is it apathy is it shitty scheduling by the mls is it the fact that our front office doesn't kick in nearly as much money as they used to to help you know subsidize the trips because I'll, remember, I remember when you and I started going on trips, they were like, what, we paid like 20 bucks out of pocket? Um, Maybe 25, 30, but not like 60 and 65 that they we got to do now. And that's not a fault of any of the fan, you know, the supporter clubs. It's because the front office isn't kicking as much money as they used to. I don't think that has much to do with it because the difference between 30 and $60, I mean, for a game ticket and transportation an entire day, I mean, that's not that much. I don't think... No. It's it's a value. It is. I, I don't think it's enough for seventy percent of the road support to disappear. But you know, the one thing that that I think about is the amount of people that traveled down to Atlanta uh, in November, you mm-hmm. know, myself included, and a year before that, the amount of people that traveled to Kansas City for the Open Cup final. Um, those were impressive numbers. I think they were somewhere between two hundred and fifty and five hundred on each occasion. Yeah. So the fans are, are there. The fans are here. And I, and I feel like the fans are here for other teams too. And they're just waiting for something to happen. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know because MLS is just not really exciting uh, in the last couple years. Yeah. And, and I also think, you know, what's kind of hurt the away tr- support and travel. Like we have our hardcore fans. Believe me, we have fans and friends that go to every single away game. It's not, you know, they make, the effort and they're the ones who should get all the kudos i feel i also think that mls isn't helping the scheduling issue oh, like no. if what how do you not have dc versus red bull on a saturday night yeah saturday night eight o'clock you know, marquee game nycfc they... red bull saturday night under the, the lights you know it doesn't make any sense and then what we play them on a Wednesday away. Of course, you're not going to get anybody going. Well, one of the things I, I've heard uh, in response to that is that MLS schedule is dictated by the TV deals that they have, and the ratings aren't good enough, and they're not making enough money from these deals to be a desirable product to where the league can dictate what their schedule is. Um, but, and that being said, the schedules have been awful since they oh, got the yeah. Unimas deal, Univision, a couple of years ago. Because now they're getting Saturday national games where to watch it in English, you have to watch it on Twitter. Um, and the league is forced to put these big matchups in those time slots for them. Because, I mean, last time I checked, the, the Spanish language channels pull in big numbers. Yeah. Which is bonkers. Uh, It's, it's still, it's, it's just, it's shit. You know, as a fan, like Chris and I were even talking about like, Hey, we can go to Philly. Oh wait, no, we can't. It's Easter weekend. People go away holiday weekends and it's just, it's ass in a can and it's super frustrating. Like we didn't even make any away trips last year because well, all the away trips seemed like they were on Sundays or a holiday weekend. Yeah, I mean, just look at the upcoming schedule. So tomorrow night, uh, Balls. Montreal, Montreal Impact are in town. Now, zero impact. Well, here's the thing: Montreal fans travel pretty well when that team is good, and right now they're at the top of the East. 
but they're not coming here on a Wednesday night. So no, it's, gonna it's be empty on the other side of the stadium. Yeah, and it's a six-hour drive. So why is that on a Wednesday? But we're traveling to Dallas on a Saturday. Um, and then the following week, Atlanta is here on a Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Um, so just none of this makes sense because I think the league does not encourage like away fan travel whatsoever because... Oh, they've definitely killed that pretty well off. They 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 stab that right in the heart and they want nothing to do with it. Yeah, but they because... still want their, their, their marketing. They need to get the pretty marketing, the pretty flag shots and all that stuff. But I mean... It sucks for people who do want to do it in a way day. It's when it like theoretically, when is our next bus trip? Uh, NYCFC July fourteenth. No, Saturday June eighth at June 8th. Uh, Philly. Yeah, no, that's here, isn't it? Nope, I'm looking at the schedule now. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, so how... and then we're at Atlanta Sunday July seventh. <laughs> so like, stupid. And I mean, we're at Toronto Wednesday. Uh, July 17th so I don't know I I mean I really think the league needs to start paying attention to this because if you're within an 8 hour drive these games should be on the weekends to encourage Mm -hmm. fan travel like even Toronto's not an 8 hour drive it's more 10 but the Toronto to New York flight and back and forth is ridiculously cheap and it's 45 minutes so it's decent decently easy fan travel right but you know, why are like, we in DC Wednesday, August twenty first at eight PM? Like why? It doesn't make any sense. And you know, I I still haven't been to the new stadium in DC. I would love to see that. I love going to new stadiums. Yeah, me neither. But why keep putting the game on a fucking Wednesday night? It's beyond me. That's like when the Devils move their games from seven thirty to seven o'clock. Yeah, good luck getting a crowd there because of fucking traffic. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been wishing, not even 7.30, I think, like, Devil's Games Friday, Saturday night should be at 8 o'clock. I mean, look, look what time these matches start in Europe, these these important soccer matches. They're 9 o'clock not, nights. Yeah, 9 o'clock when they kick off. It's because they eat dinner at 9 o'clock at night, so they're used to it. It just seems like professional sports in the United States are catered towards families with kids because they don't have enough you know, between 20 to 35 years old, there's not enough people going to these games that they're trying to, to cater to families with kids at, at odd times on weekends. And But to be fair, whose fault is that? That's marketing. That is a hundred percent on the marketing departments of whatever team. And we all know how well the Red Bulls front office is with marketing. They're getting better. They're getting it's baby steps, but I mean, how much catering are they doing to the 25 to 35 demographic? Well, I, I think honestly we're at the point where what else can they do? Because, listen, I make fun of their marketing. You do. Everyone does. But if they put a commercial on TV that's like, you know, NYCFC at the Red Bulls Saturday, whatever, tickets only $25, I don't honestly don't think that's enough for people to go on no. and buy tickets. Mm-mm. And, you know. It also doesn't help that our esports representative sucks ass at FIFA. He's the worst. He's what four wins out of like twenty five matches or something. Dude, fired, fired. I'm not naming him. I'm not giving him any extra. Uh, fired. The Red Bulls have no problem trading captains and and firing fan favorite coaches, but this guy who can't win a freaking video game. It's uh... FIFA. 
Jesus. <laughs> He's playing Chell when he should be playing FIFA. That's the problem. Hey, man, don't knock Chell. I'm not knocking Chell, but I mean, that's <laughs> what our devils are doing right now. But, oh so, yeah, I, I think a lot of the away support issue is MLS doesn't give a shit about scheduling anymore. Or else, this the game tomorrow night would have been flip-flopped with Dallas. Like, let's be honest. It would have been flip-flopped. It should have been, because believe me, if we were in Montreal this Saturday, you know where, you know where I would be. Like... <laughs> What what was that place? Shea, Shea Kitty? Shea something? Oh, you're talking world-renowned gentleman's club, Shea Paris? Yeah, yeah, that's where you would have been, let's be honest. No, well, <laughs> probably with your husband. Yeah, and with my husband sitting in the corner being awkward. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like if we went there on an away trip, you you and Jamie would be there. Oh, fuck yeah, I'd be throwing dollars like that, that'd be fun. Jamie, who's now my wife. Your wife, congratulations. <laughs> Shout out to the Brisas boys for running out of empanadas at your wedding. Well, here's the thing. So the more, the night before, David came to the, the venue while we were setting up. And he's like, all right, I want to run through the inventory with you, see what we got, you know, see if it's all right with you. So he starts putting out these numbers. And I was like, David, there's 115 people at this wedding. You can't bring 700 empanadas. Like, like that is insane. He's like, we got 250 chicken, 250 uh, beef. I'm like, dude, that is crazy. So we knocked it down to, I don't know, I think it was 300 total. But I, I was talking to people who had like seven or eight on their own. Yeah, I I will say that my, uh, I might have had a couple I only had two. I, I never even saw the buffet line. Yo, dude, this is the thing. When you get the at your actual wedding, you don't eat. I, I, speaking from experience, I didn't. I could tell you exactly what I had on my wedding day. I had three pieces of uh, fried calamari, like two Swedish meatballs, and a slice of uh, wedding cake. That's all I ate. <laughs> That's all I ate, and I drank like one or two bottles of champagne, and I wasn't even drunk. Wow. It was, it was, and then people kept doing shots of Jaeger with us. I, I remember the Mater D was just following me and Chris around with just like one of those big bomber bottles. <laughs> Nothing. I didn't even catch a buzz on my wedding day. It was fucking awful. Dude, me too. The first time I looked at my watch, it was 10.50 p.m. I was, hung- <laughs> I was hungry, 100% sober, and I'm like, Jesus, this thing's over. <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah, it was it was an amazing wedding. Congratulations to you and your wife. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I hope you had a good time. It seemed like you did. Oh fuck yeah! Except I have a now. Um, yeah, so I'm an idiot. Um, so one of the things you're supposed to do at a wedding is you give the offering to the Mister and Missus. Guess who forgot to put the card in the box and now the card is all wrinkled and crushed because it was in my purse it is going to be the most uh character uh greeting card you'll ever get that's fine then it looks like you know you went through a lot to get it to us (laughs) i will uh, you know i i beat up my husband a little bit but yeah it was totally on me i completely forgot Completely. Okay. I completely forgot. Everything's fine. It happens. Your your attendance is what was most important. So um, can we talk about, though, real quick before we move on, Rob's, uh, his performance during the ceremony? 
Yo, he quoted the WWE <laughs> tagline. Yeah, so Rob Now is, then forever. What? <laughs> Rob is the officiant. He he got uh certified or whatever, some church in Reno, Nevada, and this was his second wedding and he threw in like little inside jokes like he put pine grove lyrics in there yes he um, did and then at the end he said something about jamie and i loving each other uh then now and forever which is the beginning of every wwe broadcast and <laughs> just i can't believe that dude <laughs> like you could tell he was trying to work the crowd and like i think it was jamie who told me he had it all printed out for pauses Oh, that was his, so that, I don't want to embarrass him too much, but that was his, uh, his best man speech. So he had, it's like three pages typed and we have it here. I will show it to you. Oh but he, gosh. he wrote notes based on what he thought the crowd was going to be doing, um, you know, as a reaction to his jokes. Like he would write out a joke and then parentheses, this should get medium laugh. Or, or something like that. That is goddamn amazing, dude. I'm not going to beat him up because this is his podcast. For you, no, 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 no. No, no, reason to, no reason to beat him up. He had a lot of responsibilities and a lot of jobs. He did an excellent job. But the thing that cracked me up the most is when we were in the barn waiting to come out, you know, for the ceremony and everyone was up there on the hill and, and stuff. All of a sudden I see him walking like Chris Rock doing a stand-up show, walking back and forth with the microphone. And I, I just hear this like... Everybody, could we get an applause going? Let's go. <laughs> oh it was so amazing. It was amazing. Everything's fine. Oh, everything's great. Everything's good. Um, <laughs> so, listen, Rob is available. Anybody listening that's getting married soon uh, to officiate. And he does a pretty good job. Is he like, Is he's not in the Church of Dude, is he? Like, is he from Lebowski? Like, the Lebowski Church or no? I don't know what it is, but it's an official church in Reno, Nevada that he's got certified from. Because you know there is the Church of Dude that you can get um, ordained as a minister in the Church of Dude. Like legitimately? Yes. Wow, interesting. Yeah, it's it's Dudism, and you can get ordained, and it's an actual. It's called the Church of the Latter Day Dude. <laughs> because the dude abides. The dude does abide. The um, dude will always abide. So wrapping up the Red Bull stuff. We uh, suck. I can't believe we pulled that shit off. Especially with Zlatan getting a a, uh, a goal and an assist. Yeah, well, they've won two in a row now. They get Kaku yes. back uh, tomorrow night. Who knows what Just that means. Is that good or bad? Like, he's still posting shit on social media. We don't know what his story is. So let's talk about that because... So many people rushed to his defense, and it was, oh, he was just listening to a song. But so, I, I've taken the stance of, maybe he wants to be here, maybe he doesn't want to be here. But one thing that I am 100% convinced of is that his use of social media has been unbelievably immature. And Does he remind you of, like, of a 22-year-old girl in college? Because that's what it reminds me of. He reminds me of like a kid in high school leaving emo away messages, like, yeah. you know, on, on AIM or something. For all you thirty uh, somethings out there, AOL Instant Messenger. Um, I mean, he had a thing. Don't believe the media. I love it here and all that stuff. I'm like, dude, the media is saying what they're saying because of your uh, social media posts. Like, I mean, his <laughs> last. Thing- his what was the song called? Broken Promises or something? Yeah, Shit. yeah. And it's, and He's it's like picture. subtweeting the entire Red Bull fan base. 
Yeah, and it's a picture of a Red Bull jacket on the ground uh, or on the floor or something with broken promises. And, like, people are actually saying to me, oh, my God, it's just a song. But you know what? Take it in context with everything that's gone on since the off season. It, it doesn't seem like he was just listening to his song. He knows exactly what he's doing. Hey, can I hop in real fast? Uh, we got do. an update from the USOC round one game with our Red Bulls Academy. They're actually beating FC Motown 2-1. And they're uh, doing a rain delay currently because it's lightning and thunder over in East Hanover. <laughs> Fancy. Well, let's see if we can get this podcast posted before that game's over. <laughs> um, well, if they get rain delayed, then yeah. <laughs> but if if the game doesn't resume, Red Bull U23 will be declared the winner. That sounds nice. Yeah, look at that. Somebody um, in fucking USOC. Well, I mean, wrapping up the Kaku stuff then, I mean, and also pay attention to the fact that they've won two games in a row where he's not mm-hmm. been on the field. So let's see if he starts tomorrow night. Uh, I think he will, and, and let's see what happens against a good Montreal team, although they won't have Bakary Sanya and Ignacio Piatti. Um, How do you feel about that? Uh, Piatti's been hurt, and they've been playing well without him. Uh, mm-hmm. He's not 100%. Bakary Sanya is, uh, I don't know, he's, he's not a he's not the reason why they're going to win or lose a game. So I think they're still going to be good. I think they're going to play very defensively bunker Mm -hmm. down a little bit. Red Bulls have an issue with that. Um, Don't really have anybody that's willing to shoot the ball outside the box. Yeah, we still have that problem. I think you and I talked about that last month. We still don't have anybody that will shoot outside the box except for Connor Laid. (laughs) That's been a problem for years. (laughs) But Connor Laid is now turning it up. We'll give it, we'll give it up for Connor Laid. He got the the assist for on the game winning goal on this past weekend. Yeah, and for the yes, he did. And for the amount of crap that we give him, we also are then obligated to say that in the last two games he's played pretty well. He's done. He he's being a trooper. I will say that he's doing what what the 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 coaching staff is asking him to do, and he hasn't given away any goals. So we'll take it. We will one hundred percent take it. So. Yeah, we'll take it. Let's see what happens tomorrow. But let's see. I got a list of things I want to run Hit through. Me. So first of all, I, I'd like to give a shout out to a uh, great guy and, and friend of the show, Arda Ocal. Um, he, he was uh, one of the first couple guests that came on the show last year when we first started out. He decided to tell the world today that that he thinks it's extremely normal to eat steak with uh, ketchup. Uh. Um. Hmm. I'm not sure how I feel about that. That's kind of like, isn't that... Wait, all right, question. Is it well-done steak? Oh, God, I was afraid to ask him that. Like, I still want him to like me, so I, I wanted to respond with, let me guess, you, you get your steak well done as well. Um... <laughs> because, you know, I don't want to get political, but we all know a political person who eats their steak well done with steak sauce. I don't want to put him in the same category as that guy. No, I don't think uh, I don't think that's the case. Listen, twelve-year-old me, fourteen-year-old me would have been like, "Right on, buddy." I, I ate everything with ketchup when I was younger, but I mean, come on, steaks should be done medium rare, and if you do them well, you don't need any sauce or ketchup whatsoever. Nice blue cheese. I like the melted blue cheese on top. That's mine. That's yeah. mine too. Or even a little garlic butter melted on top. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. That that's. But yeah, you don't put ketchup on it. Sorry. 
Sorry. You, you just can't. No ketchup. Zero ketchup. Well, I reached out to him because I said he and I need to go get some steaks soon, and I'd like to observe this firsthand. And Like, s- and if you agreed, go to the so. Palm, if you go, like, all right, let's talk about this. You go to the Palm in, you know, in downtown New York City, and you ask for ketchup with your steak. Are they? Will the server even give it to you? Not sure about the Palm, but I know I think Peter Luger or Smith and Malensky or whatever it is, they'll they'll straight up say no. Good. <laughs> that's like getting a ketchup. That's like getting putting ketchup on hot dogs. You just don't. I don't. No. No. Mm-mm. Nope. But nope. Nope. See, I'm not. I, I usually use mustard or relish or sauerkraut or something, but. I'm not 100% opposed. Like, if, if somebody gave me hot dogs and the only condiment available was ketchup, I'd probably use it. But nope. there's a difference between a four ninety nine pack of Nathan's hot dogs and <laughs> premium cuts of steak that are, like, you know, that's big time. Yeah, you know. absolutely. I 100%. You can't be putting ketchup on. I'm sorry. I, I'm not going to dog on him too bad, but, yeah, that's some bullshit right there. Well, he said he's he's willing to go get some steaks with me, and I would like to document this, and I'll talk to him, and I'll... I'll see if we can turn turn. Like his life I want to know the reasoning. Like, is he thinking like it's a steak sandwich, like a cheesesteak or something? Like, here's my guess. So, you might be onto something with the temperature because if you overcook a steak, you cook all of the flavor and juices out of the mm-hmm. steak. Mm-hmm. So he might be doing that because he likes well done steak and there's no flavor to it. So. Let's see. Yeah. You know, I'll have to figure that out. Can you please document and bring it back to the class? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'm going to document it and I'm going to interview him in the process. I don't. Well, see, that's the other problem. You can't just go to like one of our favorite Colombian establishments because generally they like their steak on the well done side. You, you're you going to have to go to like, I would say bring him to like an Outback or a Longhorn so you're not oh, spending no. too much steak because you can't spend a lot of money on a steak if he's going to eat it well done. I'll have to catch him when we're both back in Toronto at the same time um, because you know, Jamie and I go to steakhouses there, and you can get a twenty ounce ribeye of premium cut for like thirty five bucks. Okay, so see, once you start getting north of fifty bucks, then you're like, no, I'm not taking you there because you're just going to ruin it with your bullshit ketchup. Well, yeah, in New York, you know, steakhouses, good steakhouses, are just so obscenely priced that it's not a good place for an experiment. No, not at all. Zero experimenting in New York City. So. All right, so we now know that no steak. No, no, no ketchup on steak. No ketchup on steak. Um, What else happened today? Liverpool. Holy shit, dude. I'm not even a Liverpool fan, but that was a thing of beauty. Like, (laughs) god damn. Could you imagine if Red Bull actually pulled that something like that off? Like, I just wish one day, maybe, maybe. But yeah, Yeah. that that come from like. God damn, Louis! What was the line that I saw on Reddit? Luis Suarez was right. He did not get to. Uh, he did not celebrate it at the cop. I don't know what he said. That if he scored, he wouldn't. Yes. Or something. Well, that's all. Well, he didn't have to worry about it. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, that was unbelievable. And you know, co-host, uh, co-founder of the podcast, Rob's huge Liverpool fan, and and he was losing his mind today. Um, my my sister Michelle, her. Her boyfriend's a big Liverpool fan, and I was talking to him on Sunday, and I'm like, yeah, so <laughs> Liverpool's out of Champions League, right? And uh, he's like, I don't know. I, you know, but 
I'm happy for Liverpool fans. They definitely deserve it. Yeah, I thought it was amazing. I was, I was, you know, me being an Arsenal fan, I have no hope for anything. So, you know, it's fine. Yeah, we're fine. close to getting the Champions League final that I wanted, Ajax and, and Liverpool. Oh, that's how you say it? I thought it was just like the soap. I'm no. Kidding. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, you're not the only one to say that to me, so I'm like, okay. Really? Well. No, no, I'm definitely kidding. I know it's Ajax. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I think that's going to be a hell of a final either way. Liverpool's on a, on a tear and good on them. And Do you even have, do you even support an EPL team because I know you're you're pretty hefty into the league that Juve wins every year but I mean <laughs> well so when several years ago when NBC announced that they were going to start carrying every Premier League game mm-hmm. I I said all right let me pick a club and I honestly could not come up with one because let's be honest you don't want to be a front runner but you're also not going to just randomly choose to support Sunderland or something am I right <laughs> That's true. You know, so I, I was looking at teams like Chelsea and, you know, I didn't want to support Manchester United because that's immediately just, you know, front running bandwagon crap. So, uh, I mean, I, I never got around to it because I, I couldn't find a reason to su- uh, support a specific club. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I just watch and sometimes it's better that way because when you don't have skin in the game, you can enjoy the game a little bit. Yeah, I I made the mistake of well, Chris was always a huge Arsenal fan. Like he would watch the streams, you know. I'm like, what the fuck are you watching, dude? He he was a fan back from the the year of the Invincibles, and I jumped on. I want to say maybe two or three years after that, when they were still not winning anything after the Invincibles, and one of, I remember we went away for my birthday one winter, um. And we were watching the stream on his laptop on on the bed in the in the bed and breakfast, and it was the game where Aaron Ramsey had his leg broken in half. <laughs> Future Juventus star Aaron Ramsey. Yeah, yeah. And as soon as it happened, Chris knew what happened because he's seen those kind of injuries. He immediately like took his hand, covered my eyes, and said, "Oh my god, don't look, don't look, don't look!" As he's like, "Oh my god, that's amazing." <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding? Wait, this... And then that was the downfall of me becoming an Arsenal fan. And and that's actually the roundabout way how we ended up being Red Bull fans because we got a three-game package through the Arsenal supporters, the New York City Arsenal supporters, and uh, because of Henri. And we're like, oh, this is actually kind of fun. So we ended up sticking around. <laughs> And uh, I'm sure you don't regret that at all. No, uh, not cons- at all. <laughs> considering everything. Because I'm used to losing. Right. I'm used to not winning. I, you know, we got Well, listen, we're not losers. Like, we have dinner plates, which is nice. But, I mean, you and I are both devil fans. We know what it's like to win the whole thing. Yeah. And I want to feel that with my soccer friends. Because it's... I don't know if you... you you get the same vibe as I do when I go to devil games. Like, yeah, you have your friends that you see at every game, but it's not the same. You know what I mean? It's like you're sitting in your seats, you know, how many times can you chant? Let's go devils. But it's a different kind of 
friendship, not the ones who've crossed over to the soccer side, but I mean, do, do you know what I mean? Like, it's a different vibe going to a Devils game than it is going to a Red Bulls game. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you see your Devils friends in the bar before the game or in the concourse or something, but then when you go into the arena, you're sitting in your own seat and you're celebrating by yourself or whoever you came with. So, you know, it's definitely a different dynamic. And I always tell people that being a soccer fan, like, uh, hockey is probably the most exciting game to see live in mm-hmm. professional sports. But Agree. as far as fans go and the fun you can have in the stands, soccer is where it's at if, you, if you're in the supporter section. Um, so, no, I, I agree with you 100%. Like, I always wish that I could have that at a hockey game, and I think some of the teams are doing that, but, I mean, it's a lot harder, too, because season tickets for a hockey team is a hell of a lot more expensive than it is for an MLS team. Yeah, I think the cheapest devil seats are, like, 1350 or $1,400 uh, mm-hmm. per seat for the whole season when the Red Bulls are, like, 350 Yeah, for the, yeah, like... I think right now my payment to the Devils, the total payment is like two thirty-five a month for two seats. That's insane. That's a car payment. Uh huh. It is. Yeah, and that's and broken we, up into twelve months, right? Yep. So that's two thirty-five or whatever a month forever. Yep. <laughs> and since my family has been season ticket holders since the beginning, I think we've bought the Devils a couple of houses at this point. You must. <laughs> I don't want to do the math because I'll probably cry under my desk. <laughs> but so yeah, so that that's that's Champions League. It should be fun. The rest of the way that goes, I have nothing to look forward to. So whatever. Yeah, we'll find out tomorrow <laughs> who Liverpool is going to face in the final. Who do you think? Um, I think Ajax. To be honest with you, they have the lead. They're going home. They uh, mm-hmm. or are they going home? Where was the first game? Yeah, the first game was at at. Uh, Tottenham's new stadium. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So Ajax is home. Their fans are insane, and uh, I think they're going to be moving on. Um, I hope so because I don't want to see Tottenham. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. I, got, I have nothing against them, but uh, it would be kind of cool to see an all England uh, final. But as an Arsenal fan, I know you are mm. not a fan of Tottenham whatsoever. No, nope, nope, nope. What else you got for me, bud? Game of Thrones, baby. Holy shit. Can we talk about how many L's the good guys are taking this week? Well, let's go two weeks back because I feel like we need two to weeks? discuss. Yeah, you we know, need to discuss the long night. The long night. I didn't I didn't have a problem with the, the cinematography because I watch it in a dark room. Like when Game of Thrones is on, we turn off all the lights. Yep. So I had zero issues seeing anything. Maybe people need to just get better than $50 Walmart TVs. I don't know. Um... Yeah, the long night. It was kind of there. I was thinking a bigger blood count, but the plot armor is thick. Yeah. So, again, with the with the whole cinematography thing, I, I was so annoyed that the dominant conversation after the episode was that nobody could see anything because number one, we could see everything. Jamie and I, we had the lights mm-hmm. off, the TV brightness was a little bit up. We had no problems whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So many cool things happened in that episode where. If if you're not nitpicking every every little thing, it was very enjoyable. So, you know, the Dothraki thing where... Perfectly. Was... I loved it. Loved the way they shot it. Tactics oh, yeah. were balls. Tactics were complete balls. But it, well, it, it was perfectly shot. Yeah, I mean, then again, how do you prepare to fight an army of undead when you don't know how many there are? You can't see them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, so you don't know what kind of advantages you have. And I guess what they were trying to convey was after the Melisandre lit the swords on fire that uh, they figured this is an advantage. Let's go, you know, let's go do this. So uh, they quickly learned that that didn't happen. That's not that that wasn't going to be a success. But um, you're right with plot armor, because as soon as Arya stabbed the Night King, uh, spoiler alert, and. <laughs> you know, all, all the dead vanished and, and whatever. Then they they shoot to Brienne and, and Jamie Lannister and and uh, how they had like twenty dudes on them multiple times. It was like a dog pile, and they survived. Are you fucking kidding me? Not to mention they were in the front lines of the of the forces on the ground, and they were overtaken by hordes of thousands and thousands of undead. And like, there's no way that they would have survived that if they if it wasn't for the fact that they're main characters on the show. Mm-hmm. So, but then they kill Jorah. They fucking kill Captain Friendzone. <laughs> Captain Friendzone. Yeah, you know why? Because he was the one guy they could kill that wasn't going to disrupt the end game of what's going to happen in the next two weeks. Yeah, but you know what? By him getting killed, you know, they lost their main battle tactician. Yeah, which is why this past week they tried to recruit Braun while Braun was in the middle of threatening to kill uh, Jamie and, uh, and Tyrion, and Braun wasn't interested. He wants Highgarden. Oh, okay, sure, Braun. Like, I don't, I, I don't know what he wants out of life. I think he just wants to kill somebody. But... Speaking of all the plot armor, the dragons had all of the plot armor last week, but this week, nah, nah, son, we're going to shoot a dragon in the face with a fucking scorpion bolt. Well, if you look at it just on how the dragon died, it was actually pretty cool. Like having the dragon get that bolt through the neck and all the blood and Mm -hmm. crashing into the ocean. But then they're banking on you enjoying that and not thinking Mm -mm. about... Not thinking about the fact that how could dragons in the air and Daenerys not see an entire fleet of ships? Right. You know, can I also can't... can I also drop some some uh, some lore on here? Go because those scorpion bolts in the books in the lore of the world of Westeros, one of the Targaryens who is very war mongering, she went and attacked Dorne with her dragon. The scorpion bolts that Dorne had were bouncing off the hides of the dragon. The only reason that she died and lost her dragon because they shot her in the fucking eye. Yeah, but I I seem to remember though that in in one of the battles last season uh, they had a scorpion, a smaller one, and it didn't work. So they developed these much bigger ones. Um, yeah, Drogon took a, uh, a scorpion shot during the uh, loot train. The loot train, I- I'm guessing this is going to unfold, but see, maybe I'm wrong, but I was under the impression that the loot train was carrying the money for the Lannisters to pay back the Iron Bank, um, and then in return they get the Golden Company to fight for them. So I have a feeling that they, they maxed out the... I think they maxed out the Targaryen, uh, the Lannister Amex on this one because the loot train was all the gold that was coming from Highgarden. Yeah, and the money disappeared because the yep. loot train got attacked, so they didn't pay the Iron Bank. So why would the Golden Company be on the Greyjoy ships fighting for Cersei? It doesn't make sense, but I guess that'll unfold next week. I'm going to say, all right, so we lost, spoiler alert, we lost Missandre, which was bullshit. Why uh, kill her? I didn't like how they killed her. 
again, they're going to kill characters. So I, I think George R. R. Martin told the showrunners who was going to be alive at the end mm-hmm. and who was going to win this thing and whatever. So the showrunners are now just killing non-important characters or just complementary characters because those are the only people they could kill right now, I guess. Yeah. I also don't like how they're they're trying to rush the Mad Queen thing with with two episodes left. Yeah, it's it's become obvious that Daenerys is is just an, you know like her ancestor Targaryens, where she's just going to burn everyone alive. I mean, I want Cersei dead, man. I hate her. I, they made such a great hateable character. I just don't like her at all. I still think she's going to win the whole thing. No, you know what? This is my. Are we going to take predictions? Can we take predictions here? Let's do it. Who cares? All right. So this is what I think is going to happen. Daenerys is going to go all crazy batshit, torch everybody, right? She Somehow she's going to catch wind of Varys being, like, plotting against her, kill Varys. I have a feeling, like, something is going to happen with Jamie killing Cersei or the mountain killing Jamie while he's killing Cersei. And I have a feeling, like, I have a gut instinct that... Somehow, all this shit's gonna go sideways. Daenerys goes crazy, and John is gonna have to kill Daenerys. That's not not really a stretch. Uh, I could see that happening. Um, and then John, John ends up on the Iron Throne, I guess. And the sure. doesn't want it, but yeah. The two things I can see happening is either somehow Cersei wins this whole thing, or Jamie's gonna kill Cersei. I think we all want Jamie to kill Cersei. And I was fucking crushing Brienne of Tarth's heart. That was not cool. Like I, I th- thought that was a little bit much the how she was crying about I thought I I, I agree, like the over but I mean, like you just took her virginity, dude. Like uh... Yeah, but then on the other hand, you have Gendry taking Arya's virginity and then the next day or the next couple days, he's like, I love you, marry me. And she's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> no, let, let, so let's spin that around. Like, Arya totally played him. Like, Arya raped him. Let, let's just throw it out there. Arya didn't give Gendry any choice in that matter. Are you sure? I think so. I think Arya was controlling that entire nookie session. And then... S- and how dumb is Gendry? Like, I saw that coming from a mile away. Gendry gonna ask Arya to be a lady? Like, as soon as he said lady, she's gonna be like, fuck your couch, buddy, I'm out. <laughs> like, like, I just, you, you know, Arya is like her own thing right now. Like, she's a fucking trained assassin. She's gonna go do what she wants to do. She's gonna kill Cersei. She's gonna try and kill Cersei. How great of a plot twist that'd be. She took, like, Jamie's face and then killed Cersei with Jamie's face. That that could also happen too. I mean, the uh, the show is good at not. The show is good at doing things to make you think you know exactly what's going to happen, and then at the last minute, just shoving it in your face, like, you know, you thought this was going to happen. Well, not even close. Can can we also talk? Like, have you looked at a map of Westeros? By yeah, the way, lots of, time, lots of times. Why the fuck didn't you leave people on Dragonstone to make sure that you guys aren't getting overrun? Like, Dragonstone is literally, like, a fart's breath from King's Landing. Who are you saying should have left people there? Like, they should have left some of the Unsullied in the castle in Dragonstone to say, hey, by the way, there's a giant fucking fleet 
a fucking giant scorpion things that's going to kill Drogon and and what's his name? The green one. <laughs> uh, yeah, dr- whatever the other one's name is. Well, look, they're, they're just forced to wrap up this show. And, and I had been saying to Jamie and we were talking to Monica about it the other day. Um, back in season three, if someone was going from Winterfell to King's Landing, it takes like six episodes mm-hmm. um, because the places are. And, and if you remember in the first season when uh, Robert Baratheon and Cersei came up to Winterfell, yeah. they had said that it took them a month to get there. Yep. So now people are getting from one place to another in a half of an episode. It's be- it's it's they fast gotta travel. Wrap- yeah, they got her pretty much. They've been there for all you video game nerds like us. They've been there before, so now they have the ability to fast travel, and that's exactly what they're doing. They could just click on it, and bam, we're there. Yep, like Skyrim or The Witcher. As soon as you discover a location, you can fast travel there. Um, but yeah, I I just. I have a feeling like that whole Greyjoy thing, that's going to... I don't know how that's going to end up. I hope Yara wins. I love Yara. She takes no shit from anyone. Yeah, she's going to have to show up maybe next week. Um, To replace the boats that the fucking Unsullied lost. Which was all of them, pretty much. I guess. I, I, I... I, I just don't like how they, you know, I I know as soon as they announced that this was the last season, that I feel like it's so rushed. I feel like we're getting railroad and it's getting rushed. I, I was thinking that too, but I was also thinking that they have to wrap this up sometime. Like, you know, th- this story and um, George R. R. Martin was saying it in an interview that I watched that if, if the show was really going to stay true to the books and flesh out every character and every storyline and in as much detail as he does in the books, they're going to, they would need like another five seasons to get it done. Um, I agree with that. So I I was kind of expecting once the show was finally going to end, it was going to come to an end pretty abruptly. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but I I was watching John Oliver Sunday night and he mentioned game of Thrones and he was like, (laughs) he's like in three weeks time, this entire network HBO is going to be fucked. <laughs> so many people are going to cancel HBO. I mean, I'm already looking at it. I'm, I'm like, uh, you know, I have to, uh, because of things in life happening, I have to get a faster speed internet and I don't like optimum that much. I'm like, I might just have to drop HBO and just go up a speed. Um, yeah, I, I, there are a lot of characters that were in the books. I read the books because nerd, um, there's a lot of characters in the books that were never brought to light. And the fact that there's a lot of characters that were changed, um, like spoiler, uh, Caitlin Stark was supposed to be a zombie going around like with the brotherhood without banners. And we never got to see that super bummed about that. Like zombie mom. That yeah, was her I had heard about that, that Catelyn Stark was supposed to be undead and, and like wreaking havoc on all the people that wronged her family. And yep. so that didn't appear in the show. But on the other hand, they spent a lot of time on Rob Stark and, and his conquests when in the book he was just like, it was just well known that, okay, he was out in the West or whatever uh, fighting the Lannister army and they never really paid attention to it. So Until the Red um, Wedding until the red wedding and they changed the identity of the woman that he married and got Mm -hmm. pregnant um which pissed off walter frey so 
and they changed a lot of stuff around, but like we don't really get to see Dorn too much. No, and Dorn, like Dorn would be all up in this shit. Like they probably want Cersei like steamrolled as well because yeah. of what she did, yeah. and it's just like. You just killed all of the Sand Snakes. They're not, like, fucking marching to war on King's Landing. Like, yeah, they would, because they're the only other, um, the only other kingdom that has taken out a dragon. Yeah. And it was the only kingdom not to be conquered by Aegon Targaryen I. There's my nerds. Like... They'd all, they'd be all about Cersei getting the fuck out of there, because they have no love for the Lannisters. Well, yeah, and, and the other thing I wanted to talk about from the show is like, and we'll, mm-hmm. we'll talk about the obvious ghost in a second, but oh! the, just so many things in the show just seem out of place. Like, how is it that they win this war against the undead and, you know, then they're celebrating and everything. And then the next day, Tormund pretty much taps John on the shoulder. He's like, hey, John, um, I'm going home. <laughs> I'm yeah, take, I'm taking all my friends going home. You have a good one. Like, it just, all of a sudden, that's how they're exiting the show, is that he's just going home. And I I don't understand, you know, and the Hound leaving with Arya at the same time to go to King's Landing. Like, just everything that they're doing is just so convenient to, mm-hmm. to wrap the show up as fast as possible. Um, but the big story from this past week was, was obviously Ghost and... John just pretty much giving him away and not even petting him goodbye. Well, the the showrunner said it was because the CG was too difficult to do because the dire wolf is all CG. And I'm like, wait a minute. Jon Snow pet a fucking dragon. How come he can't pet a dog? <laughs> like, yeah, poor dog. Uh, he just looked at him from across the... He lost the... an ear for Jon Snow. <laughs> and Jon Snow's like, no, later, dog. Like... That's the like they they took out the whole piece with uh, Arya's direwolf becoming feral and just destroying Lannister forces across the countryside too. They left that out of the books. Um, yeah, the, yeah. They the just they just need. had uh, Nymeria appear in the woods. Yeah, and Arya's like, "Sorry, dude, can't can't help you. <laughs> You're but a wild wolf now." Yeah, but meanwhile, Nymeria was running house on on Lannister forces, which was in the books but i mean like him not saying goodbye to ghost like i'm what 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 is john like i'm a targaryen now i can't be worrying about doggos no fuck you dude you're still a stark yeah i I don't know um it's gonna be interesting to see how this wraps up because it, it was very awkward about how danny obviously doesn't care that she is his aunt because the whole backstory about Targaryens not being totally against uh, incest, um, and it, John John doesn't seem to mind it either. Well, well, you know he hasn't had any tail in a while, so besides her, so you know let them do their thing. But I mean, Jon Snow's idea of honor is gonna get him killed again. <laughs> like. I'm sure it is. Because Sansa told everybody like five minutes after he told her. You fucking oh, yeah. tell. You fucking tell the imp, really, dude? Really? Yeah, they're like everybody's like, don't tell anyone. Don't tell I anybody. I swear it. Yeah. And well. then everybody immediately goes and tells everyone they know. <laughs> and Varys is like, well, eight people know it. That's information. Yeah. 
So I, I just, and we really never got an answer to who is the Night King or what, besides the fact that he wanted to get to the Three-Eyed Raven, a.k.a. Bran. Um, I, I just kind of, it felt so rushed. The only cool thing about that whole battle was the smirk after Drogon, like, breathed fire on him for, like, 30 seconds straight. <laughs> yeah, and then the Night King was just like, yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't know. I kind of wanted more of the backstory. Like, what what is his motive? We never found out his motive besides the Three-Eye Raven. Like, who was he? Like, what was he special? Like, what about where they all came from? Because that kingdom is still there, way, way in the north of the co- continent. That's like, why I'm hoping that there's a surprise in store that we're not really done with the undead yet, because... Like, there's they, a hole in the wall. Well, the first episode in Game of Thrones, the first scene in Game of Thrones is a White Walker uh, killing people beyond the wall. And they spent eight years eight to nine years uh, with a procession of the undead coming to attack the living. And they made it as far as, uh, as far as Winterfell in one battle and they're just gone now. That's like, that's like a bunch of Canadians attacking us from Toronto and making it to Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, come on, you should be able to take Buffalo. Right. You, you have one job. You take Buffalo. They couldn't even do that. People that live in Buffalo don't want to defend Buffalo. Okay, so two weeks ago, the undead took the big L. This week, the good guys took the massive L, like almost as much as gal- the galaxy. Like, the L the good guys took, not so... The, the, they're fucked. They yeah. are completely fucked. And uh, my prediction is Daenerys is going to set everything on fire. Well, I just want to get some deaths because... Somebody tweeted the perfect uh, analogy where Game of Thrones season one, everyone was saying, oh, my God, how could they kill main characters like that? Uh, Now season eight, we're all sitting here going, why aren't enough people dying? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we're used to we we want the death. We want the death. But so that's our prediction. That's my prediction for how that ends up. And you're going to have to we'll have to go back and revisit in two weeks when it's all over. Yeah. Um. You want to talk about sharks. Well, we can't do too much because you haven't seen this movie yet, and I, I think you need to watch it. Yesterday when I was working, I was sort of paying attention to uh, I had The Meg on with Jason Statham. I love Jason Statham because well, the... his all of his movies are just run, punch, run, punch, run, punch, run, fall, run, punch, run, punch, run, punch, run, punch. Well, the whole premise of this movie was that there was an underwater... Uh, excursion financed by Dwight Schrute. Um, <laughs> Rain Wilson. What? Like. From fucking <laughs> The Office? Yeah. <laughs> Alright, I'm all aboard. Let's do this. So he was like some eccentric billionaire and he funded an underwater excursion to reach the the lowest point uh, in the ocean floor, which was thought to be the Mariana's Trench. Trench, yeah, but they were saying that there was like a level of I don't know what it was that they could go through and go even deeper and they managed to make it. And then they uncovered that a Megalodon, a prehistoric shark was alive down there. How? Um, there was like an entire ecosystem that was undiscovered. Which... Wait, it's the ecosystem that was in the Aquaman movie, right? Cause they were there too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm with you. Keep going. And I mean, plausibly, I mean, there's no Megalodons. Let's uh-huh. just go there. Let's just say that for, for a fact, but 
um, there are definitely there's definitely a good uh, chance that there are undiscovered species in the ocean because we know more about space than we do the bottom of the ocean. Right. So they find a megalodon, and then of course it just becomes a monster movie where they're being chased and and whatever. But um, it's awful, and it's kind of like like good awful or bad awful. Well, have you seen Skyscraper? Yes. That kind of awful. Oh, okay. I'm with you. Let's go. I'm, yeah. I'm all aboard. Yeah, like, you're just going to sit there and be like, you know what? This really sucks, but I kind of want to finish it. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what movie? Do, there's a couple movies that are that do that for me. So, yeah, I'm all aboard. Did, I, I know that there's a dog. Does the dog die? Yes. Oh, spoilers. There's a tiny little dog swimming in the water. and he gets, so stupid. You know. Well, listen, that's your homework. We're going to have you back on, and, and you're going to have to watch this movie, and then we can fully review it like we did Skyscraper. Oh, my God, yes. I will, I will, I will take one for the team on this one. I will, I will absolutely take one. Oh, shit, man. Okay, yes. Yes, I'm in. Right. Is it on Netflix? Mm, it was on uh, HBO Go. All right, even better. We can watch it high quality. There you go. Um, so, what else do you got? We we wow, we talked about a lot. We did. The last thing I have on my list, I haven't seen it, but if you wanted to say a couple words about Endgame, let me know. Oh my god. Okay. All right. Endgame. Uh, uh, Black Widow got a bus deal. Um, that was some bullshit. Um, got a bus deal, like. Bust. B-U-S-T. Oh, I thought bus deal like she, Black Widow was going to be posting ads on the side of a city bus. <laughs> like, I didn't like the way that part ended. I was okay with Falcon getting Captain America's shield. I was okay with Steve having his happy ending. But then, like, if he can have his happy ending, why can't they just use the stones to go back in time and get Scar... to get Black Widow when she was alive and just bring her five years to the forward like they did with Gamora? Like, I don't know. I, I There's there's definitely a lot of holes, and I, I cried. I definitely cried because I watched it the same day as The Long Night. So, the day after your wedding... Um, but Most yeah, of the weekend. yeah, and I, I know you don't really care so much, but holy shit, Captain America holding Thor's hammer was epic, dude. It was amazing, like all the fan service and getting goosebumps at the end of the movie, like overwhelming, seeing all the armies just beat Thanos down again. It was awesome. Uh, at me. If you want to yeah. my about, I don't know who any of these people are. I know it's fine. I'm a Marvel junkie. I admit it. I can watch Marvel movies all day. Like, yeah, there's so many good characters, and it's just it's my escapism. So that was my Endgame review. It was really fucking good. I know the the uh, the spoiler wall came down yesterday. So, well, you know what. The spoilers, you can't even avoid them because... No. So, the thing that Jamie and I have to deal with is that we bought tickets to uh, NXT in Asbury Park on May 19th. Outstanding. Well, we bought them without looking at the schedule because 5 p.m. on that day is Atlanta United at the Red Bulls. And 
9 p.m. that day is the last episode ever of Game of Thrones. And there is no way that we're going to be able to go to this wrestling show and not see any Game of Thrones spoilers to the point where I think we're actually just going to skip NXT and stay home. Um, we have to. At this point. Yeah, it's going to be... What it's May nineteenth, really? Oh shit, man! I I'm not ready for it to be over. Like, we waited two years for six episodes. Yeah, and I understand. There's five. There were five spinoffs in the works. One already got canceled, but there's four uh, Game of Thrones spinoffs that HBO is working on. Um, so. I mean, I hope we get one of, like, the leading up to the Targaryen times. I mean, George R. R. Martin just wrote a book about 350 years before the Targaryens. Mm-hmm. So there's plenty of material to make the shows out of. I think, if um, anything, I'd love to see the, the fall of Valyria. I think that would be really cool to see. Yeah, because in the show they talk a lot about, like, legends and old stories. And, you know, what about a thousand years ago when the when the Night Kings were... the Night, Not the Night King, the White Walkers and everyone were around initially. Mm-hmm. Um, and dragons were just flying all over the place. So, I hope they give that to us. Otherwise, I'm never getting HBO again. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what, what everybody is thinking as well. I think it's going to be... HBO's got to figure out their shit. Because I don't think eight years ago they realized how big game of thrones was going to end up being yep um all right i'm gonna wrap this up we're gonna do a couple of predictions real quick hit me all right so who number one who's on the iron throne at the end of the game of thrones i'm gonna go john i'm gonna go john i'm gonna go sansa really you think she's gonna leave the north yes okay bold move bold move cotton all right number two uh, Red Bulls host uh, Montreal Impact. Who wins? I think we're gonna we're gonna pull out like a another scrappy like two one win, maybe three two. Um, I hope let's knock on wood on that one because we need to get a couple wins in a row at home under our belt because who the fuck knows what's gonna happen on the road. And that's exactly what I was gonna say. Two one Red Bulls. Mm-hmm. Um, lastly, who wins the Stanley Cup? Oh, shit. I think I'm going to go Boston. Boston in six. Over who? I think San Jose. I think San Jose is going to pull it out. Um, but I think Boston's going to win in six because San Jose cannot win a cup. After the first round debacle, everyone's brackets were busted, but I had Boston and San Jose. Trust me, that was not my original <laughs> prediction. My original <laughs> prediction was Calgary and Tampa. Yeah, and... well... <laughs> You know, I'm going to say so, Boston in six over San Jose. Okay, I'm going to say um, Boston over uh, Colorado in six. Okay, all right. We'll see who wins that game seven. I think I I really think San Jose will make it to the final this year because they have to lose again. <laughs> I the love watching. I love watching that. You know, and it's. I don't have like a lot of animosity for that that team, but I mean, it's fun watching them lose every year. I don't mind if they win. Nobody hates Sharks fans. Right. They're right. they're not an annoying fan base, and they're they consistently sell out that arena mm-hmm. uh, year mm-hmm. after year. I think they deserve a championship. Yeah, and I really hate Boston. So. I still have to, I, I still think Boston would win in six. I hate Boston, but yeah, Boston in six. Yeah, they're just built for the playoffs. Yep. Um, all right, let's wrap this up. Thank you very much for joining me. We're definitely going to have you back on uh, 
anytime you want, really. Holy shit. Maybe when, when we get nicer weather, you can come out to Winterfell and we'll do a show out here. And let's bring your husband and my wife and uh, oh, get have the a round table. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Next to a fire pit. How does that sound? I don't know. Dangerous? <laughs> well, live show by firelight. Can we drink? Only if you bring uh, Starbucks cops and leave them in the middle of the set. We're going to be recording a show like that for like four hours. It'll be the most editing I'll ever have to do. <laughs> Absolutely. But no, thank you for having me on. And uh, hopefully I did a good enough job that that your co-hosts don't want to kill me. Well, I think Rob likes you very much. Dan doesn't listen unless he's involved. So <laughs> you're. Uh, I think you're safe there. Outstanding. And I'm not going to hang up so you can edit this part out. And then uh, I'll talk to you after you edit it. No, you hang up. All right, I'll hang up, and I'll talk to you on Messenger. Bye, everybody. No, you're supposed to say, no, you hang up. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. <laughs>